Hello, friends. Welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton. And joining me today, as always, is our show's awesome producer, Amanda Foster. What's up? Today, we are starting a brand new series doing interviews. We're doing our first interviews, which Yay! I just like can't even contain my excitement. This has been something that's been in my heart to do ever since I started the podcast and had the vision for the podcast. And um, I'm so excited in this series to ask people questions that hopefully bring uh, validation and healing and clarity to people and hopefully also break some stereotypes and um, bring understanding to how we talk about the Enneagram and and how we relate to one another. So uh, today for our type one interview, I am so overjoyed to introduce to you Ashton Campbell. Hi, (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. (laughs) Yes, I'm your one today. (laughs) So Ashton, um, I I know Ashton from church. Amanda and Ashton are really good friends. I know a little bit about you. I know you're an incredible dancer and in musical theater and... That's kind of the extent of my knowledge. Um, <laughs> but please tell me, just t- tell tell uh, our our originality podcast community about uh, just what you do and like where you're from, a little bit about who you are. Yeah. So I grew up here in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, I love performing arts. I love musical theater. I've been doing that since I can remember, and I love doing community shows with Gateway. Uh, Gateway Church and just around the community. Um, I love dancing and teaching dance. I teach that at Gateway and I just started teaching like kids singing classes this last year. Um, Yeah, and I teach Pilates at Lifetime Fitness Colleyville. Um, I'm super passionate about that. That's what I'm doing during the day. Um, But yeah, I just love teaching like wellness and health and helping people just like love their bodies and feel helping them feel good um yeah and just randomly on the side I love making music videos and just singing and learning new songs and traveling and baking and cooking and just all the random things all the random That's things so amazing <laughs> I love all of those things I love that you do all of those things I'm so excited to get to know you better yeah. <laughs> um okay so how did you come across the Enneagram what was your introduction to the Enneagram yeah so I think I first heard about it in 2018 when it started becoming really popular one of my friends it was just during a show I think it was Mary Poppins um, everyone started talking about it and asking, what Enneagram are you? What Enneagram are you? And I'm like, I don't know. And, <laughs> um, I'd like to know. It sounds kind of cool. But one of my friends, she just like sat me down and she's like, you have to take the test right now. So we took like 20 minutes to take the test. And it was very clear that I was like a one, like it was like, I don't know. I don't remember if it was like percentage or whatever, but it was very high percentage <laughs> that I was one. Yeah. So, uh, what has your process been learning about the Enneagram and what like what's that journey been for you? Um, I immediately started following Instagram accounts of just like the little pictures of mm-hmm. of like the nine squares, I guess, of this Enneagram does this and this Enneagram does that. So I just started following accounts and then reading about it online. Is there a book? Because I didn't read the actual book. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, okay, that's too much. Um but yeah, basically just online stuff. Yeah. 
Well, that's, I love that. It's actually really helpful because that's some of why we do the podcast the way that we do it is we want to make it accessible because there, there are really great books out there on the Enneagram, but most people aren't going to, aren't invested enough to take yeah. the time to read a full book. And so the, the whole purpose of the podcast is we break down the Enneagram into like 15 minute episodes where, yeah. and just really take all the information and make it really concise and clear. So that way you can walk away with like, oh, this is what my Enneagram type is. This is what it means to be a uh, personality type, whatever. Mm -hmm. And this is how I can grow. So I love that. That's super encouraging because that's uh, a big part of my heart in creating Enneagram content is taking this content that can be really powerful for self-awareness or growth or um, just helping people in relationships and breaking it down into fun and bite-sized pieces where it can really get people hooked. So they do go yeah. and read the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so in learning about your type, what have you resonated with most? Um, I think the main thing was type ones are like big planners. Like we do not like being spontaneous most of the time. It stresses me out. Um, even when like Amanda mentioned, okay, do you want to be on a podcast? I was like, oh my gosh. Is that in one take? Because um, if, if is there going to be any edits? Um, but yeah, I just, I like planning things out and knowing what's going to happen. If the plan changes, I it takes me like between 10 minutes and an, a good hour to like be okay. <laughs> like yeah. to get used to the new plan and, and just like pray through it almost and just be okay with that. Um, there were several other things. Um, I feel like that would play into performing arts in such a crazy way though, because like you always have to be kind of on your toes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I did have to learn to let that go with musical theater. Like there were times like in the dance company that I was in or in musical theater shows, like you could change a dance or seen drastically, like, literally five minutes before you go on. They're like, oh, hey, we're not going to do that part of the dance. Or we're not going to do that scene. Like, (laughs) and I'm like, okay, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Like, (laughs) And so I had to turn that part of me off when I'm, like, doing a show and just, especially if I'm in leadership, like a gateway or something, like, you just have to be like, okay, this is what we're doing. We're going with it. Like it or not this is how it's going to be. And so in those moments, so as just as a seven wing six and I, seven goes to, is connected to one through uh, the stress path. But to me, that would feel overwhelming. Like in those moments, I would be like, Oh, like I would like almost freeze or like it could like really mess some stuff up. What comes with that, that desire to have a plan and stick to it? Well, as a one, you want things to be right. You want things to go well. And it can feel like it's like on you. It's part of your job to make it be okay. And so if something changes, then it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to be the best that I could and that I was planning to be if I'm thrown this new situation and this new scene or this new dance that I'm like oh wait okay what if I mess it up a little bit and it's not my best then the whole thing is ruined (laughs) like almost um yeah it can feel like that and so I just have to constantly 
be talking to God about it. Like I have to mm. even like a little detail on a trip. Like, okay, well, actually, we're gonna go do this instead. Like Amanda said, Ashton plans the best trips because we do go on trips and we have so much fun together. But like, so Ashton's the one that will plan out the schedule very well and make it all happen, which is such a gift. And I feel like that even kind of breaks almost that stereotype, though, of the one of like, I don't know. I feel like there's this stereotype that ones are so structured so they can't can't have, have fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. But that's like just so not true. Yeah. Sometimes too, sometimes thought. it is more fun to plan. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's what a one would say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Amanda helps me be more spontaneous. Um, yeah. But yeah, like if we do when we did go on trips, like if something changed last minute, I would I would be like down and I would get real quiet and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm processing, I'm processing. Like, just give me a second. I'll be fine. Give me like 10 minutes and I'll be back to normal. I just have to, I just have to be okay with like the plan changing. (laughs) So what happens in that 10 minutes? I'm talking to God. (laughs) I'm telling him how frustrated I am and like telling him that I'm sad or whatever about it. Um, And then letting him just, like, tell me back, like, it's okay. You're still going to have fun. You're still going to have a good time. Um, And just, like, because I'll feel, like, anxiety about it in my heart. And I'm like, God, what? Like, uh, I have to wrestle about it. Do you think that it's, like, almost maybe a fear of not being in control? Like, you knew what the outcome was when when something was going to happen. So you kind of, like, you're like, well, what if it goes Mm -hmm. wrong? Or what if... I don't know. It could be that sometimes, but if I'm like, let's say it's a trip and I'm the one in charge, I feel like, oh, I could let people down. Like Mm -hmm. if we were going to do something a certain way and then the second option that I didn't want to happen happens and it's not as good or people are disappointed. Oh, it's, it's my fault. So Mm -hmm. this is actually, so frustration is a common theme in type one. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if you've learned about the intelligence centers in the Enneagram. So um, in the Enneagram, and we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, this is a series coming in the future. Um, but there are three intelligence centers, head, heart, and gut. So heart is numbers two, three, four. Head is numbers five, six, seven. And gut is numbers eight, nine, one. And so the gut triad, the eight, nine, and one, they all have the same struggle in terms of they fight for justice. They're very motivated. They're very justice oriented, justice motivated in different ways. Their anger is easily accessible. They're driven to action by their anger. All of us have a head, heart and gut, but the the eight, nine and one lead with their gut. So um, they lead with their instinct. And so what happens in a one is a one as a child Um, they want to be good. They feel like if they are seen as good and they follow the rules and everybody follows the same rules and everybody will be treated right and be treated fairly and and then they will be loved because they are good and they know what they need to do to be good because the rules are intact. And so anything that comes against those rules is an injustice and it causes them to be angry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So what what also happens is 
because ones want to be good, and especially in, in Christian culture, and I don't think it's just within Christian culture, but generally, um, anger is not a good emotion. It's not mm-hmm. like an approved emotion. So they ones tend to uh, push down their anger, mm-hmm. suppress it, and it comes out as frustration and resentment. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happens in small moments when frustration is triggered is there's a overreaction anger wise because ones tend to suppress anger that they probably should have felt over bigger issues. They didn't give themselves room to really process. And so there's usually anger under the surface that's unprocessed. So yeah. that's part of what makes those small moments where things don't go according to plan feel like oh my goodness, I'm a total failure. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to go wrong. Yeah. Um, and it just feels overwhelming. And so like the part of the healing journey for a type one is learning how to process anger with the Lord. And it is so hard. And so in <laughs> all of us, no matter what our type is, that's, that's part of healing. That's part of growing in the Lord is learning how to be honest about our feelings and not let them sit in the driver's seat. And it's such a hard thing to do. Yeah. But it's especially uh, like a core battle for type ones. Yeah, I remember reading something along the lines of ones have this internal constant blood boiling. And it's like, when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's why I'm so like, I just feel that underlying anger all the time and and it can be frustrating because it's like okay it's like 80% of the time like I feel like that and so I've learned to just tell God okay God I need the ice pack (laughs) I need the ice pack like just help me just relax and help me just give those feelings to you and let you be the one to to like you're saying give like the justice where it needs to be or anything that I feel is wrong yeah to just let him take care of it can I give you like a like a tip as an Enneagram coach? Yeah. Um, one thing that you could do in those moments that's just like a slight adjustment of what you're already doing, which is so beautiful and shows uh, so much spiritual maturity. But instead of asking the Lord to be the ice pack, invite Jesus to sit with you and let, let it boil up. And it, it won't last forever. It'll last a couple minutes and it'll yeah. be the hot tears and your face will turn red. But Jesus is big enough and he can handle it. Yeah, I love that. So do you know any other subtypes of your Enneagram type, like wings, subtypes, anything like that? Um, I think I'm a wing two okay um i'm not really i'm not 100 sure how all that works but yeah i think i think with from what you told me about your profession and your passion to help people in their health journey and with fitness like that that's very one wing two ish like yeah in a really beautiful way i hope that doesn't come across as negative the one wing two they're problem solvers and they can see in this equation, this is what needs to happen in order to mm-hmm. get this result. Yeah. And they're so good at seeing that very clearly. And then having the, the two adds a compassionate, empathetic side to the one. It kind of softens the harshness of the one. So there's going to be <laughs> yeah. some descriptors of type ones that you're not going to relate to because it, it, it can be ones can be harsh. <laughs> yeah. But but two definitely softens that. 
Um, and so that would make total sense to me that you would be a one wing yeah. two. Yeah. And there are times when I do read about twos that I'm like, oh, I really relate to that. Am I a two? And then I read more one stuff and I'm like, okay, no, I'm a one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just a wing two. Do you know any other personality info like Myers-Briggs, strengths, discs, spiritual gifts, anything like that? Um, I have studied spiritual gifts and strengths finders. Oh, yeah. what are your strengths? Yeah. So I took that test when I was 18, which was like almost eight or nine years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to take it again, but my strengths were individualism, which means I'm like good at team building. I'm good at putting people together and seeing, okay, who would, who would work well with each other and whose mm -hmm. strengths go well together. Um, discipline which is great for like being in the fitness industry yeah. or dance and singing and all that kind of stuff and then context um there's a lot to context but the main thing that sticks out to me about that strength is um I learn from my past really well um I go back and look at the context of something and then move forward knowing how to yeah. like, fix things and then analytical, which I say uh, is a hard strength uh, because I do analyze everything. So I really have to like tune in to, okay, what do I need to analyze and what do I need to just let go and not analyze? Yeah. Um, and then the fifth one is restorative. So I do like to fix and help and heal things. Wow. Okay. So looking at your strengths with what I know from your Enneagram type, to me, it looks like you, one, you can make objective decisions. You, you know what you're doing. You yeah. are confident and certain in the decisions that you make because of the time and effort you put into making those decisions. And you are really, really talented at fixing broken things yeah. of playing out that story of redemption in, in your real life. Um, yeah intangible things in other people and loving people in that way. And because you have discipline, you are highly capable of executing anything you put your mind to, um, as long as you can get out of your mind. Yes. <laughs> and with individualization, you have a gift for seeing the gifts in others, which yeah. means you're going to pull on that in order to help them, which makes you mm -hmm. even stronger in that ability. Yeah. So super cool. Yeah. I love it. I love how unique each person is within their Enneagram type. Um, it's just super fun. Yeah. Are there any stereotypes that have been harmful or hurtful? Or has anybody said anything to you in regards to your personality type that, uh, in talking about the Enneagram, that like really hit you the wrong way? I don't know if it's related to, like, the Enneagram, but people will tell me, like, oh, I should go with the flow. <laughs> like, just, mm. just, just, like, adapt and just be adaptable. And I'm, like, I am trying. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? And I think, like, one, one of the challenges is I'm, like, my own worst critic. So if I do something, quote, unquote, wrong or, like, I mess up, even if it's something, like, as small as like forgetting something at the grocery store and mm. then having to go back and get it and I was getting it for someone else like if that person is like really mad about it like I am just like oh my gosh I am a terrible person I messed up so hard no. and so 
even just things like that, like ones we just battle ourselves the most. Mm. We are, we will destroy ourselves if we're not careful. So yeah, if like, if you know a one and they do something that is quote unquote wrong or they mess up, just encourage them and don't criticize them because they're already criticizing, criticizing themselves. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, that's good. That's really that's good, so though. Good. Yeah. yeah. So just, just be, love on them. Be, <laughs> be very gentle because I can guarantee you, like, they are battling it for that 10 minutes or like hours after that. It's just hard. And yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And I think, I think being aware of that, I think, should make us all gentler and kinder to people. Um, you know, processing our anger with Jesus first <laughs> and yeah. and feeling our feelings alone with the Lord. And then when we're frustrated with people, being honest in a kind and loving and gentle way without criticizing, maybe even believing the best and assuming that the person does know that they're, they did something wrong and they are frustrated with themselves. And, and I think that's just such a better way to approach any sort of conflict but yeah definitely in relationship to with ones being gentle and you're in um conflict and in assuming they're probably they they're probably really frustrated with themselves over this yeah it's that internal boil that's it's gonna happen (laughs) yeah (laughs) very quickly yeah i've never heard that that internal boil but that makes so much sense Yeah. yeah not that i like see that in you but i I feel like now that you say that, I see you practicing so much self-control. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, there's like a lot going on in my head all the time. Like, mm. and like I have to talk to myself and decide what to say, what not to say. Cause it's like, okay, just, just cool down mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah, just be okay. Is what I have to like tell myself. Because I would have never mm. thought that about you. Yeah, good. <laughs> That's the perfectionist side of me, like, super happy doing the happy dance right now. Because I'm like, okay, cool. I look like I have it all together. But that's not healthy either. It's like, you yeah. know, it's just a constant, constant thing we have to work on. Yeah, so what is it, what are ways that you've learned to extend grace towards yourself? Um, Reading God's word and reading what he says about me. One thing, I guess this kind of connects, but... I read this back during Valentine's Day, but just I saw a post about, you know, the verse in the Bible about what love is and not reading it about or not reading it as love is patient, love is kind of all these things that I have to be, but looking at it as God is patient, God is kind and and just letting that minister to me. And it's not like this list of things I have to work on, but it's a list of what God is and that's enough (laughs) yeah yeah, just read the whole thing like that the Mm. whole the whole couple of verses yeah and like I just have to look at that I have to think about things like that Mm -hmm. of like okay life isn't about okay how good can I be how can I get across the finish line you know being the best person I can but it's just no it's just letting God make you well, he already made you mm-hmm. great, but just letting him love on you. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like, how good can I be? It's like, well, God is this good. Yeah. yeah. So, and because our identity is in the Lord, 
like we can just walk in that confidence. Yeah. 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 I love using the analogy of um, a foggy mirror. Um, when we talk about how we see God, um, I'm sure I got it from someone else and I don't know who, but um, <laughs> we are made in his image. The image can't know what it is without looking to the source. So what's happened is through our wounding, through our life experiences, through the fall, the image, our, our ability to see God clearly has gotten foggy. Um, it's a foggy mirror. And through the word, we can defog that mirror. Through his time spent, his presence, we can defog that mirror. And the clearer we see God, the more clearly we can see ourselves and who we're yeah. created to be. So that's so beautiful. It's so profound um, that that's, that's what the Lord has led you to do in those moments. And um, he's so good to us in that um, everything that we need is in him. And and he he's the one who leads in, in all of those things. So I love it. Yeah. And I didn't even have to look at my notes a whole lot today, you guys. What? I'm probably the only person that took notes. I asked Amanda, what questions is she going to ask me? I'm probably the only person that's going to ask that. But I didn't have to look at my notes. Probably not. And I made it through. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yes, probably, it's probably the only one with notes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and hey, I did good. I didn't have I'm to look so at I'm so glad you didn't look at your notes. And I mean, it's fine if you did. But. <laughs> but yeah. you did amazing. Ashton, thank you so much for being on the podcast, being our first interviewee. Yes! Thanks for having me. And I always say, if you want something done, find a one. <laughs> I love you guys. We, you know, I, I like to say it. we make the world go round, but we really don't. But, <laughs> but like kind of a little bit too. But kind of a little bit. Like we're just real go-getters. So just find friend a one if you haven't already. Just get yourself a yeah. best friend that's a one. Yeah. Can y'all tell, can the listeners tell that we are best friends? Yes. <laughs> and I'm so glad I, I need Amanda. I need Amanda in my life because she's like, let's be spontaneous. And I'm like, okay, this stresses me out, but fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Ashton keeps it together. And that. keeps so me much. on time. Yes, I tell her 30 minutes of, <laughs> before the time that she actually needs to be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, I don't know, like, I'm a three, so you would think threes. There's a variation of threes. Yeah. Yeah. Or a variant. Yeah. I've been watching Loki, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on. Uh, yeah. But thank you so much, Ashton, for being here. It has been such a joy and a delight to get to know you better thank you for being genuine and vulnerable and sharing what the lord has taught you in those hard spaces i so appreciate it and it's so value it um and um i'm just i'm just so grateful for you and excited (laughs) to get to know you better yes thank you so much for having me i really i enjoyed this and it did minister to my heart a lot so thank you for having me That's it for today. Tune in next week for our type two interview. I'm so grateful for those of you who have been listening and sharing the podcast. If you loved this episode or if you learned something new today, please leave a review on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at Originality Podcast and at my personal Instagram at Just Loves Personality. I'm releasing all sorts of fun content related to the Enneagram. I would like to close out our time together with a quote from C.S. Lewis. No man who bothers about originality will ever be original. 
Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth, it will become original without ever having noticed it. Until next time.